Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA Podcast brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. Today on the show, guys, we're going to give you winner after winner, just like we did last week. And to take advantage of those picks, all you need to do is go to MyBookie.ag, use the promo code UGA when you sign up for a brand new account, and whatever that first deposit is, MyBookie will double that for you guys. So make sure to take advantage of that while you still can. Bet anything anytime, anywhere with my bookie. I am your host, Tyler, and back with me once again here to wrap up the week is my coach, Charlie, as we are set to make our week nine picks of the week. Charlie, week seven was not good to us, but that was only our second losing week of the entire season, and just like the first time around where we did not have a good week, we bounced back in a big way last week. I don't have the numbers because you're the keeper of the notebook, But why don't you go ahead and just recap how the week went for us last week. I know it was good. I just don't know exactly how good. So how good was it? Well, you're 11 and 6 overall for last week. Fantastic. I'll take that every single week. You're back in the upset special win column with a 3 and 1 week for upset special. Very excited about that one. I was very frustrated for a couple weeks there that I kept missing on those upset specials. I take pride in that, Charlie. So I feel good about that. Well, I'm and gonna... one of them, mind you, was Duke, who was a ten point underdog. I took a flyer <laughs> on them, and that one hit big for me. So, well, I'm going to knock you back. I'm going to knock you back down because again, your parlay did not hit. God, it didn't. It didn't because of one game. Oh, one game, Charlie. Every so, week is this like four weeks in a row where I've hit every single leg of the parlay except for one leg, and I scaled back on it with a three leg parlay, and um, no. No. You'd think you would change your mind, but this keeps happening over know. and over I and over. B- it's been it happening BYU. for years. It was BYU at Liberty, and I knew BYU's <laughs> defense is bad. I know it's bad. But I thought that with the fact that Liberty was based on a third-string quarterback that wouldn't matter, uh, it still mattered. It still mattered, Charlie. It was um, it was bad. Like, from the get-go, I watched that entire game, and well, until it got way out of hand. And from the get-go, I mean... BYU had a, a good first drive or two, but then they just could not stop Liberty to save their lives. Couldn't do it. So that was a bad pick. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, I can't defend myself in that, Charlie. It was bad. All right. Well, do you have any other thoughts on last week? It was a freaking awesome week, Charlie. I was, if, like, I was embarrassed 
in week seven. I mean, the picks weren't that. I think it was like seven and nine, something like that. But I don't like having losing weeks. We're here to make money for our listeners and uh, give you guys some winners. And we didn't do that in week seven. But last week, it was really, uh, it felt good. It felt good to get back on the winning side and to help our listeners. I hopefully they're taking advantage of these picks with my book. Because last week, they would have made, I don't know, a good bit of change last week. Did you put any bets out there last week that you didn't give out on the show? I, well, I mean, I, I did hit a parlay that I did not give out on the show. I didn't get out of the show because I wasn't as confident in it, but it hit. Okay. That was great, but the other one did not hit, so there's that. All right. Well, my numbers, I went 7-2 and and hit my parlay. Charlie, round of applause. Standing ovation, 7-2. and This is exactly what you did the first time around, right? Like, we had that losing week. You had, like, I don't know, what were you, like, 2-7 and one week, and then you bounced back like this. So this is is what Charlie does, guys. So if Charlie ever has a bad week, go with her the next week because that's the trend here. All right. I did not hit my upset special. Did not, Charlie. So Still. that is um, what now? 0-7? Because you just, for some reason, forgot. To, you kept forgetting the first couple weeks to do an upset special. So I haven't hit yeah. one. No, I didn't. I'm sorry, Charlie. Maybe this is and the no, week. It's going to happen. No, I didn't get. Let me be honest. I did not get my parlay. I made a mistake in my notes. I did not get my parlay. No, you did not get your parlay. I didn't. You didn't. I think you hit one of three legs. Yep. You missed Texas and who did you have? A&M? Yep. Yeah, I missed A&M too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was the Texas special. Yeah, it was the Texas special. Yeah, the Texas special. TCU. Yeah. TCU, by the way, Charlie, cashed my first big preseason win total bet. TCU, thank you guys. And don't forget, Charlie, I also have TCU to win the Big 12 at sure. like plus 1,800 odds. Nice. Well, or 1,800, 1800 to 1 odds. So, wow. yeah. I went 7-2 against the spread, so I'll take that. That's a great week, Charlie, yeah. by any means. All right, overall, the running season total for Tyler is 67 and 48, at, which is 58%. He's now six and five on upset specials and three and five on weekly parlays. You gotta fix that. That's that's the goal this week, Charlie. I gotta fix that this week. Uh, I am forty three and thirty four. Ooh, I like the reciprocal there, uh, which is fifty six percent, and that's four and two on parlays and still looking to get an upset special, which is now zero and seven. Uh, moving oh, on. Oh, and seven combined. You that say is, I, I've caught this the past couple weeks. You say zero and seven. I say zero oh and seven. It's just I interesting. Mean, uh, There's nothing wrong with it. There's, like, I'm not, you're, actually, technically, you are correct. It's not an the, O. It's a the zero. The digit is zero. Technically, you are correct. I just, uh, I don't hear many people say yeah. zero and seven. That's, zero right. and that's seven. cool. Just notice that. Uh, combine, that's 100, 110 and 82, uh, which is 57%. See, I also would have said 110. You said 110. Interesting. Okay. You're more formal with your reading of numbers than I am, I guess. Sue me. More polished. No, you're more. But you're you are correct. I am the one that's incorrect. You are correct. All right. Do you have anything else to add on our numbers before we move into the SEC? Uh, it was games? a great week, Charlie. Let's just hope we can uh, we can replicate that this week. All right. Well, here we go. Arkansas, Auburn. After the win over BYU two weeks ago, Arkansas is now four and three as they go into Auburn on Saturday with an 11 a.m. local kickoff time. Auburn can get loud, but at 11 a.m. with the season Brian Harson is having, I just. Not so sure on that one. Did you see the latest Brian Harson? Like, it's not a scandal, but did you see the latest thing that's come out this week that he's getting heat for? No. He apparently there's some players that have entered the transfer portal this week, and can they still play if they're in the transfer portal? No, I don't think okay. so. That's okay. Uh, but they can come back to the team, like we said, Marius Mims did that, right? But apparently the word is sources are saying that those players were told because they want a red shirt because they haven't really played much. They they want to preserve the red shirt. And Brian Harson is not allowing anyone to red shirt. He's saying unless you're taking a medical red shirt, you can't red shirt. So either you're playing or you're transferring. You choose. You, mm. you, don't, you don't get your red you do you burn your red shirt or you transfer. And they're like, "Well, screw you, we're transferring." So, I, I mean, just good god, man. It cannot can it get any nastier down there? Yeah. Well, 
Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Currently, Arkansas is favored by three and a half, and both teams want to walk away with their second SEC win for this season. Ooh, it's been a rough stretch for Arkansas. Well, they they, they had, uh, I mean, Alabama. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, tough. I mean, they, they had A&M beat. They beat A&M. They just yeah. didn't beat A&M. But they, they beat them. They screwed themselves. Yeah. I know you have a win total bet for Arkansas. I do. So they really need a win here for oh, your yes, sake. Yes, yes, they do. I know Sam Pittman yes, will do. have the Hogs ready after they were robbed against Auburn. Was that last year or the year before? That was the COVID year. It was Two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think this could be a close one. I'm going to take Arkansas with the three and a half. Minus three and a half. Don't love the hook. Don't love the hook. If it was three, I'd feel really good about it. It's an interesting matchup, though, Charlie. Um, this is one I actually feel good about. Auburn has the worst rushing defense in the entire SEC, right? You saw what we did. Put, almost, put up almost 300 yards rushing against them after that poorest or terrible rushing effort against Missouri You know, a couple weeks back. And then Auburn turns back around, gives up like 400 yards rushing the next week to Ole Miss, which is a good rushing offense. Don't get me wrong. But this is the statistically the worst rushing defense in the entire SEC. They don't have enough depth whatsoever. Arkansas has a top 10 rushing offense in the country. This is a bad matchup for Auburn. The only thing Auburn really has going for them in this game is the fact that it's at home. But it's also 11 o'clock local, right? So it is a loud environment, as you mentioned, but it's, I mean, it's 11 o'clock. It's very different than playing them at 3.30 or playing them at night. And yes, Arkansas's defense is very bad. I fully recognize that, all right? But what is terrible about the Arkansas defense is their pass defense. Their secondary is very, very bad. It's porous. But Auburn has the fewest passing touchdowns and the second fewest passing yards in the entire league. So Auburn is not really, at least what we've seen from them so far this year, maybe it's different this week, I don't know, but what we've seen so far from this Auburn team, they are not equipped to really take advantage of Arkansas's deficiencies in the back end of their defense the way that other teams have been on Arkansas' schedule. And then you factor that with the Arkansas rushing offense, a high-powered rushing offense against the worst rushing defense in the league, I really like Arkansas's chances here. Is there some wishful thinking in there? Yeah, sure, probably, of course. I still think Arkansas is a better team. They have a better culture. Brian Harson, as you, we talked about, is there's just there's just chaos everywhere with Brian Harson. So I like Arkansas on this spot coming off the bye week. I know Auburn's also coming off a bye week, but give me the Hogs, minus three and a half. All right. Well, last weekend, South Carolina got the upset against Texas A&M, and I'm pretty sure the hangover effect is real in Columbia, South Carolina this week. Missouri will travel travel to South Carolina after they beat Vanderbilt last weekend, and the football gods were really helping them out in that game. They were. First Vandy. I mean, it's just, no. I mean, Vandy, I thought Vandy was going to win that game, but they didn't. Yeah. They had a shot. They had the ball. They had the ball on the final drive, and they got four, it's fourth and short, and they got stopped short. It was just poor Vandy. Yeah. I've said this before. South Carolina is doing a lot better than I thought they would. They're in the top 25, Charlie. Is this the top 25 team in America? I don't think so, but they're still... Oh my they, God, it is not. They've won more games than I thought they, they would. They beat Kentucky without Will Levis. They beat a crazy banged up Texas a team that's basically quit with their quarterback got knocked out in the second half of that game. So yeah, they've won a couple of games. People didn't think they were going to win the preseason, but people had this, like the these voters have this hang up with Shane Beamer. Anytime he does anything remotely good, they're going to blow it up. That's, that's what they've done here. Top 25 team. I mean, it's good for us, I guess, in our resume, but Jesus Christ, no, not a yeah. top 25 team. Um, I'm not sure how the win last weekend is going to affect them going into this game. Missouri had a decent defense and could give South Carolina and Spencer Rattler some trouble. Um, I think Missouri is capable of covering the three and a half, and dare I say it. Are you going to do it? Are you going to do will it? Will I get an upset special this or, week? Is this the one? It all depends on Mizzou. Is this the one, it Charlie? It all depends. I am taking Missouri. 
You're putting for your an faith upset in the special. alpha nerd. I am. Okay, Charlie. Down goes Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks. I love it, Charlie. I love it. I'm I'm actually gonna be pulling. I'm always pulling hard for you on these upset specials. I really want you to get off the schneid here, but I would love to see Shane Beamer and the Cox go down here in this spot. All right, Charlie. Big, big time, big time. All right. So I don't have. Actually, I do have a playoffs. I don't. Have, I'm not taking a side though. I'm going. Missouri, South Carolina, under 47. I do not like either one of these offenses. I don't think they're especially explosive. I mean, they're not at all explosive. And Missouri is 1-6 to the over. They have not gone over this year, guys. One time, one single time, has a Missouri game gone over this year. Because their offense is not very good. And as you mentioned, Charlie, their defense is actually a good, solid SEC defense. It's not elite, but it's a good, solid SEC defense. And Carolina, they're fine on defense. I just don't really have any faith in either team to score all that much. I think it's going to be a low-scoring SEC affair. So give me Missouri South Carolina under 47. All right. Well, we all know Athens is pumped for next weekend's home game when Tennessee We're not talking about Tennessee yet, Charlie. It's all Florida's hate week. Give me a second. But first, the Vols and the Dogs have to get through this weekend. Okay, okay, okay. Which means on Saturday, Tennessee will host... The Kentucky Wildcats, which is one of their biggest rivals. I have some family friends that are Kentucky and Tennessee fans, and the hate between them is real. Yeah, it's an underrated rivalry, yeah. Uh, Tennessee is ranked third in the nation, and their fans are all convinced their program is back, as it has been dead since the late 90s. Now Mark Stoops is a great coach, and at the beginning of the season, everyone said Will Levis would not only be a first-round draft pick, but could be the first quarterback off the board. That's been a narrative for a while, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people have changed their minds on that one. Is Will Levis playing? I know yeah, he's, he's hurt. I mean, he's, he's banged fine. up. He's banged he's up. Banged up but he's coming playing. off a bye week. But yeah, he's banged yeah, up. Yeah, and how healthy is he? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. see. Um, he was a few weeks ago. The spread is twelve. Is it still twelve? It's is that twelve right now. It's 12. it's twelve right now. All right. Uh, I think Kentucky could cover this with a lot hinging on what they can get out of Will Levis and how well he protects the football. That's a problem with him at times. I think Tennessee. Maybe not the coaching staff, but the players might not be as focused. Looking ahead, considering that they're now ranked number three, yeah. they're looking ahead to next weekend. Um, it's very similar to our spot. Like it's not as big of a rivalry game as Georgia, Florida, but Kentucky views Tennessee's arrival. Right. Tennessee's flying high right now. Kentucky's coming off a bye week. Could they sneak up and and try to bite Tennessee? We'll see. We'll right. give it their best shot. Uh, I'm not adding it to my card, but. Yeah, I'm not going to take a side on this one because I I do think Tennessee, this Tennessee football team, is more than 12 points better than Kentucky, especially at home. I do believe that, but I I, I can't root for Tennessee, Charlie. I can, I just can't. This is this is a heart thing. I cannot bring myself to root for Tennessee. So even if this costs me a win on on uh, on our picks, I'm not. I can't take Tennessee. So I'm not taking a side. I can't take Kentucky because I just I don't. You know, I think Tennessee's 12 plus points better. But I will take an under here. Give me under 63 and a half. Now, this one, I will say, guys, I'm not, like, incredibly confident in this one. This is me putting a lot of faith in Mark Stoops coming off the bye week to be able to put something together to try to at least somewhat limit this Tennessee offense, this high-powered, explosive Tennessee offense. But all five of Tennessee's home games have gone over this year. So that's one of the trends. Well, there's another trend that Kentucky is 5-16 and 16 to the over on road on the road since the start of 2018, obviously under Mark Stoops. So, Kentucky's done a really good job of limiting opposing offenses on the road. And I believe that coming off the bye week, they're going to, I mean, they're not going to stop Tennessee. No one's going to stop Tennessee, but it's all about limiting the number. And I also don't believe Kentucky's offense. I know that Tennessee's defense, especially the pass defense, is not great. 
I do not believe in the Kentucky pass game. I really do not. The run game's gotten going a little bit uh, two weeks ago with Chris Rodriguez rushing for almost 200 against uh, Mississippi State. But the Tennessee rush defense is actually pretty solid. I don't think Kentucky's going to score a ton of points here. I think it can limit Tennessee enough. So give me Kentucky-Tennessee under 63.5 in this one. And I actually um, do have this on my card. I'm not taking a side. Oh, you do? I'm fighting you. You're fighting me. I'm taking the over 63.5. You're just putting all that stock in the Tennessee offense. Yeah. We'll see. It okay. might be a really bad decision, but we'll see. I, I just feel like this line, like it's a little bit inflated because people still have the Alabama-Tennessee game fresh in their minds. And I think Kentucky is going to have a little something for him. I'm a little gonna, something. Small something. I'm going to leave it on my card because I don't have that many picks this week. Okay. I never I mean, you're had probably that many right, Charlie. You're probably you, right. But we'll see. So I didn't want to leave that off. Okay. It, is, okay. it is in the notebook the and notebook. it will stay in the notebook. You just forgot it was in the notebook. Because if it gets in the notebook, it stays in the notebook. Apparently. You make the rules. Mine stay in the notebook. Start the podcast. You make the rules. All right. Well, Ole Miss lost at LSU last weekend. I'm heartbroken. And Texas A&M oh, poor Lane. lost at South Carolina. So both of these SEC West teams need a big win as they head into the last month of the regular season. This game is at A&M at night, which is typically a huge advantage. But I'm not sure the Aggie players really care to be there. And I'm not sure Jimbo Would has an answer. Would you see the news this week? You've seen the right, news. That's what I mean. Yeah. For the rest of the season, they've had players suspended for smoking before the South Carolina smoking game. Smoking weed in the locker room <laughs> before the South Carolina game. Yeah. So... Um, not, not, and not there's a good more thing. rumors that there's even more players that are off the team or right. going to be off the team. Not great for the, the team. Uh, I think Lane Kiffin will have his players pumped up and ready to go, playing with a chip on their shoulder after losing their first game last weekend. Um, I think Ole Miss will win. The Aggies might cover. I mean, it's a small spread. It's two right now. Is it? Oh, it went down. Okay. Yeah, I had it at right three, now. but it's two. Uh, do I want to add this? I'm going to add it. I'll go with your boy. Ole Miss minus two. You got the two. spontaneous edition. Ole Miss. Charlie, I will match you on that. Ole Miss minus two. Ole Miss is 3-0 as a road favorite since the start of last season. You mentioned it, Charlie. Very, very bad vibes in College Station right now. I mean, I, I know that Jimbo Fisher's contract is like fully guaranteed, but you know there are there are boosters right now talking about taking passing that collection plate around, trying to find Scraping a way to just, bank. just get that, to, to just bite the bullet and get him out of there because this is a bad look, Charlie, for them right now. Not only are they losing games to teams they should not lose to, but this number one recruiting class, I mean, it might be in shambles right now with all these guys that are suspended and might not be back with the team. There's rumors of some of these other guys, five-star guys, are going to be gone or, or are already gone. So, I don't know. Very, very bad vibes. I know it's a tough place to play at night, but, man, I like I, you're right about Ole Miss coming off the, their first loss of the year. Maybe a little bit chip on their shoulder there and the bad vibes with A&M. I, I have to go Ole Miss on this one. Give me Ole Miss minus two. All right. Well, it's hate week. It is hate week. It's the world's Let's largest go. outdoor cocktail party at 3.30. Apparently, you don't hate, though. I don't On un- Saturday. Understand I mean, that. I hate. I just, you know. It's a lot harder to hate than it is to, to love. love. Oh, what a moment, Charlie. No. Hate. Hating uh, is easy. All right. Well, Georgia is a 22.5 point favorite, ranked number one in the country. Florida, led by dazzling well, quarterback Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Yeah. I just, we're Georgia's going to win. Them? I guess quarterbacks just I by mean, definition lead. But. Georgia's going to win. Will they cover? Kirby really hates Florida. He does hate Florida, Charlie. I don't know how much he hates Brian Napier, Billy Napier. Billy Napier. No, they're, they're, he has a lot of respect for Billy Napier. Yeah, it's not so a Dan he Mullen might. Situation. He might not, you know. 
run the score them up. into the ground. I don't think you, but I, but I, I think twenty two is cut. Co- I think they can cover twenty two, and it's not like a total brutal beatdown. Do you think? But I are, think they're going to destroy themselves. Okay. Do you think we are twenty two and a half points better than them? Yes. Like if you take situation and circumstances out of the equation. Yes. I I do agree with that. I mean, Charlie, I don't know if you realize this. This is twenty two and a half points is the largest spread that we have been favored against Florida since 1978, which is when the FBS and the FCS split. Now, Florida has also failed to cover six of their last seven following a straight-up loss. But those are just trends. Should you look at them? Should you consider them? Should you think about them? Sure. It doesn't hurt you to think about those things and be aware of them. But I'm always a believer that comes down to talent and this year's teams, the two teams that are going to be squaring off on the field of play on Saturday. And when you look at these two teams, as I say, I feel like every single week, We are the more talented team because we are. Every single week we play, we are the more talented team. Now saying that, I do expect Florida, as I said in our preview episode, to play very aggressively in this game with nothing to lose. As in like going for it on fourth down, doing crazy things. They wouldn't do it in the course of a normal game. Almost like the way they played Tennessee a month and a half or so ago in Knoxville. I would love to get A.D. Mitchell and Jalen Carter back for this game. I'd feel a lot better about covering the spread if we got both those guys back. I know in the preview show, which I recorded earlier in the week. I think I recorded recorded that on Tuesday. And at that time, I had not heard Kirby Smart's Tuesday press conference. And it's pretty clear they're not going to be playing in this game. I thought maybe there's a chance I record that episode, but pretty clear at this point, it's not going to happen. Um, I think not having Jalen hurts a little bit more because of how good the Florida running game is. Because guys, this is, I mean, this is one of the best rushing attacks in the entire country. I mean, it really is. I I know we don't give Florida any credit, but objectively, they run the football very, very well. I would honestly, Charlie, tell me if I'm crazy on this. I think I would rather Florida come into this game with the East still within striking distance for them. Does that make sense? Because I think them coming into this game with a let's shock the world mentality against the number one team, their rival, I think that scares me more than a Florida team that still had the East like in their sights. Yeah. Because I think they, I don't think they would play as aggressively. I think they would play a little bit more conservatively. I think they would play maybe a little tighter. And that, th- what scares me is like they're just like unpredictability of what they're Running gonna do. With reckless abandon. Yeah, they're just like throwing the kitchen sink at yep. us. Like that's to me, it's like oh, that. I mean, it doesn't concern me in, in, in as much as like oh, we might lose this game, but it, it concerns me to the, to the degree of oh, are we gonna cover the twenty-two and a half? So I'm just putting that out there. But from a football standpoint, there really is no reason for a Florida fan to be optimistic about this game. There's really not from a matchup standpoint. I mean, yes, they do have a great rushing attack. They're number one in the SEC and number one nationally in yards per rush, and they're number four nationally in EPA per rush. So this is a really, really, really good rushing attack, and that's great for Florida. But you know what? The reality is our rush defense, while it might not be as dominant as it was last year, we still have one of the best rushing defenses in the country. We're fourth nationally ourselves in EPA rush defense. So there's that. And then the other matchup that I really like in this game is the fact that Florida has the second worst rushing defense in the league versus our top three rushing attack. They also have the, the worst third down defense in the SEC, while we are the best team in the SEC in converting our third downs offensively. So from a matchup standpoint, there's no reason for Florida to think that they should win this football game. And there really is no reason for them to win this football game. Defensively, they also run basically the same defense that we do, a, a very similar version of what we what we run, a base 4-2-5 nickel kind of mint front. Um, they just do that with less talented players. Plus, our offense has seen this defense a lot, all spring, all summer. And when they see it in practice, they're going as better players. So that certainly has to help us there, the familiarity with that scheme. And I, I just, I do. I think matchup-wise and talent-wise, we are three-plus touchdowns better than Florida. And if we bring our 
100% A game, we absolutely can and probably will cover that 22.5 point spread. But there is something that I can't shake about the psychology of this game from the Florida side. Again, it's not so much about us. Like, we are better than Florida. I think we're going to come out and play very well. Kirby doesn't have our guys ready. He puts an emphasis on this game. Obviously, our guys know how important this game is. It's not about us, like, playing down to Florida. I just, there's something about the the setup of the psychology for Florida coming to this game and how they're going to approach the game that makes me question, again, not whether we win so much, but whether we cover the 22 and a half. You guys know my rule of thumb here. I do not bet on George games. Don't put that bad juju out there into the universe. But uh, if I had to put some money down this, I would... Go. I, I would go with the point total. I would take the under 56 and a half. We are still one, one to six to the over right now, and Florida. I just don't think is going to be able to put up enough points on our defense to go over 56 and a half. And like you mentioned, Charlie, this is not Dan Mole. I don't think Kirby's going to actively try to run the score if we're able to do that. I think we win. I think we win something like 34-13, 34-17, something like that. I hope that I'm wrong here. I hope that we cover easily, but um, I, I just think the mentality of Florida coming into this game might keep it. A little bit within that 22 and a half point spread. All right. Well, I have seven other picks. How many do you have? Like 14? A lot. Again, I, I mean, how many did I give you? I don't know how many I gave you, you already. You gave me four. I've probably got like 12, 13, 14 more. Okay. Like so that. why don't you go ahead and start us off with two? All right. So we're just opening up around the country? Yep. All right. I'm going to go, uh, man. Okay. I'm going to go with this one. Let's start it off with a banger, guys. Iowa Northwestern. Under 37 and a half. This is a, I have a new principal play, Charlie. It's called the fade Iowa's offense principal play. I think I might be betting the under. Like when Iowa, especially when Iowa's playing terrible offense, Iowa defense is pretty good. When they're playing also not quite, you can't say equally as bad offenses. There's no offense equally as bad as Iowa's offense. But when playing offense even close to as bad as they are, like Northwestern, you got to play the fade Iowa offense. Brand new principal play here. Iowa guys has scored more than 10 points twice. Two times, Charlie. Let me say that again. Iowa has scored more than 10 points twice this season. They have been held to single digits three of their seven games this year, Charlie. That's almost 50% of their games. They've been held to single digits on offense. This might be the worst FBS offense that I have ever seen in my life. The fact that Brian Ferentz still has a job as their offensive coordinator is the single most glaring example of nepotism in the history of the world. It is the worst offense I've ever seen. It is so bad. It's laughable how bad it is. So, yes, Charlie, I feel good about this one. I'm probably going to put two or three units on this one. Iowa Northwestern under 37 and a half. Well, I'm glad you said that because I am also taking the Iowa Northwestern under. You got to. I had it at 30. When I saw it last, it was 35 and a half. So it's gone Some way, up. somehow, it's, it's jumped to 37 but. and a half. You know, th- I'll still take the under. I saw it at 35 and a half, too, and I saw it jump two points. I said, oh, my God, can I run to the bank right now? Let's get the ATM going. Come on. Yep. Anyways, all right, all right. take another one. Because, um, all right, let's stick, yeah. in the, let's stick in the Big Ten here. Um, I'm going to go Ohio State <laughs> minus 15 and a half at Penn State. I know Penn State got back on the winning side of the wideout last week against Minnesota. Minnesota's quarterback, Terry Morgan, was not playing in that game. Penn State is still not a very good football team. I, I saw what happened very closely. I watched it very closely when they got smashed by Michigan. And that game wasn't really as close as the final score said because they got, I think, a pick six in that game. Ohio State, I will say, Ohio State, when they play good defenses this year, they have not been as dynamic as they are in the games where they don't play good defenses. Huh. Go figure. It's how that happens. But really what Ohio, what Ohio State's done is they feast on really bad defenses. But against Notre Dame in week one, they had under 400 yards 
of total offense. Last week against Iowa, yeah, they put up 54 points, but only 360 yards. Iowa is just so bad, just so bad, guys, on offense. They just set up short field after short field for um, for Ohio State. So they only had 360 yards in that game. It really wasn't a great offensive performance, despite this, the fact they scored 54 points. And they only put up 413 yards against Rutgers. Rutgers is a good defense. Um, so they play good defenses. They're so good. They're just not the Ohio State offense that you think they are. But I just don't believe that Penn State's defense is that good. They're okay. They're they're fine. They're not bad. They're not bad. But they like to bring a lot of pressure, Manny Diaz style. I think Ohio State's going to make them pay for that. They're getting healthy at wide receiver. Jackson Smith and Jigba is back. This is the second largest spread that Ohio State's had versus a top 15 Penn State team since 1978, since the FBS-FCS split. So this is a huge spread. And I normally, like in these kind of games, I usually stay away from these kind of spreads. But I think this is a spot where Ohio State kind of flexes. I don't. I think Penn State thinks they got a shot here, but it's a big new kickoff. The crowd's going to be crazy, but it's not going to be a whiteout crowd. I think Ohio State goes in there, and I think they win by probably three-plus touchdowns, Charlie. Really? I don't want that to be true. I, I, I'd love for Penn State to win this game, but I'm, I'm going to go Ohio State. I, th- I just think Ohio State flexes here. I don't think Penn State's that good. I don't sh- trust Sean Clifford. I think Ohio State defense has actually improved, and I don't trust Sean Clifford to go in there to put up enough points to, to keep it all that close. I'm going to fight you on this one. Fight me. It's okay. I, I, I want to be wrong. I want you to be right. I do think – now, I don't think Penn State's going to win. Sure. Not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. But I do think they can cover the 15 and a half. At Does home? Penn State have to play really well? Sure. Yes, but I think they're capable. So you think Penn State's defense is a little bit better than I'm giving them credit for? Yes. Okay. And Ohio State I has do, struggled against good defenses. I do agree that Ohio State's defense has improved this year, but yeah, I'm. I think Penn State can cover. Hundred nine thousand strong, Beaver, yeah. Beaver Stadium. Yeah. All right. All right. I hope you're right, Charlie. I, like I would gladly sacrifice this pick to be wrong. I would love it. All right. So you gave. Uh, you got one. You want me to go? I mean, yeah, because I've had every pick you have. All right, how about this? How about we do a quick break? We have not sure. done a break yet. So, all right, guys, real quick, we'll get back to our picks here in just a moment. But my bookie, let me remind you guys about our good friends there. They have got you guys covered this football season. They are offering this exclusive promotional deal just for you guys, listeners of the Glory UGA podcast. All you have to do, guys, is so, so simple. All you've got to do is go to mybookie.ag, sign up for a brand new account, use the promo code UGA, type that in there. When you sign up, they will give you a 100% bonus on your very first deposit. You're not going to find a better deal, Charlie, are you? I don't think you can. I don't think it's possible. No, and once you join, they have great prop bets. I always think they're interesting when they pop up. It's like, oh, yeah, it's that like, sounds very, good. They make it sound so intriguing. Like, oh, I, I have to take that. And it's like, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah. You win, a, you win a couple every now. They're fun, though. Prop bets are fun. And then they also have promos once you join that you can partake in. Yeah. yeah, so they have a lot to offer. A lot of fun stuff, guys. So, again, make sure to sign up today, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code UGA. Get a 100% bonus on that initial deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. 
Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right. Well, since we've both only made two picks outside of the SEC, you and you going? have more than me, go ahead and take another one. All right. I'm going to go. Uh, okay. Let's go Big 12 here. I'm going to go Oklahoma minus one at Iowa State. It's an interesting matchup here. Oklahoma, obviously high-powered offense. Iowa State has one of the best defenses in the uh, in the entire country. They're top 10 defense again. They're the best defense in the Big 12, but offensively, they just can't consistently find any sort of momentum. They're throwing, they can't run the ball at all this year. They With Brees Hall gone, they just had no... Julio Brock, Brock was supposed to be the guy, and they just cannot get any momentum on the ground right now. So their new quarterback... Hunter Deckers is being forced to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game, and he's just not built to do that. Their offense is not built to do that. Xavier Hutchinson is, is awesome. He's one of the best receivers in the country. He's a fantastic player, but he's really their only consistent playmaker out wide. And every single week, Iowa State seems to find themselves in these like tight spreads, like plus one, minus two, minus one, minus three, always in these tight spreads. And I always want to take them because they have this great defense, but they are always falling short in these short spreads because they turn the ball over way too much on offense. Hunter Deckers is a turnover machine, and that's not all his fault because, again, they can't get the run game going. So I'm not going to fall for the trap again. I've fallen for the trap a couple times this year, taking them as an upset special when they're like a, a one to two to three-point underdog, and they've just barely fallen short every time, uh, most recently against Texas. But I'm going to go Oklahoma minus one here. I've learned my lesson on Iowa State in these short spreads. It's going to be Oklahoma minus one at Iowa State. It's a tricky spot for them. I get that. But I think the Sooners are going to respond here and uh, win this football game. All right. I have this game on my card, too, but I'm not going to take a side. I'm going to take the under 55. Um, Iowa State, sixth-ranked scoring defense in the country. Yeah, I just – yeah, under 55. And against good I think defenses, they can keep it in control. I mean, against good defenses, Oklahoma hasn't been as dynamic. That's just what happens, right? You play better defenses. You don't score as much. So under 55 – I'll be okay with it. Hey, as long as Oklahoma wins, I'm fine with that. I don't think that's a bad picture. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. All right, I'm going to go again here. I'm going to stay. Do I have any more in the Big 12? I do have another one in the Big 12. I'm going to go TCU West Virginia. And I'm going to I'm gonna take you by surprise here, Charlie. Under 69. TCU West Virginia under 69. I know this flies in the face of logic, and it flies in the face of betting trends. TCU has gone over five of their last six games. So I'm telling you right now, guys, I am flying in the face of betting trends on this one right here. This is me watching both these teams play very closely the past couple of weeks. And this is me saying, I do believe in TCU. You guys know I'm big on TCU this year. I got a lot of money on TCU. They've already won one bet for me. I'm still holding out hope they can win this Big 12 and cash a huge bet for me. But West Virginia, I don't believe in their offense. They have a couple of fantastic running backs. I love their running backs. They have some really talented receivers, but their offensive line is garbage. They cannot protect JT Daniels, and JT Daniels is a sitting freaking duck, guys. So literally what he will do, he just will just fall on his butt. He just sits there like when the when the pressure's coming, he just falls down. He doesn't like he doesn't even try to escape. He doesn't even try to escape because the man cannot. 
And I know the TCU defense is not great. They've been pretty good rushing the passer. So I think that they're going to give this West Virginia offensive line a lot of issues. And JT, again, is a sitting duck there. The West Virginia offense, it's weird. They have these really nice pieces. I love the pieces, but they don't all seem to fit together that well on a consistent basis. So give me, I know, flying in the face of logic, but give me the under 69 in TCU West Virginia. Well, again, I have this game on my card too, but I'm going to fight you on it. And Is this I'm, three fights? I think so. Okay. Sounds about right. Three fights. They're all in a wrong order, so I can go back and check later. We, yes, I am taking over 69. What else are we fighting on? We're fighting, oh, we're fighting on Tennessee, Kentucky. The, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm taking the under. You're taking the over. Ohio State. Ohio State and this one. That's three. And TCU. Yep. All right. Interesting, Charlie. Yeah, over 69. Points, 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 points. Last man standing. We'll see who comes yep. out on top here. All right, I'm going to go. I don't think I have any. I do have, actually, okay, one more in the Big 12. Let's stick on that trend here. I've got Texas Tech. I really like this Texas Tech team, guys. I think Joe McGuire, their new coach, has got something going there. He's kind of infused some life into that program. It's a good football team, man. They really are. I mean, they're they're plus 1,000 yards, guys, in their total yardage margin right now. They're outgaining opponents by a thousand yards throughout the season at this point. This is a good, solid Texas Tech team that nobody's talking about. They've made the move to Baron Moore and a freshman at quarterback, and this guy's getting better and better, as you would imagine, with each game. He's a talented guy. He fits their system very, very well. They are minus two and a half at home against Baylor. I like Texas Tech in this spot. Baylor's still a good team. I have a lot of I have a lot of faith in Dave Aranda, but that Baylor defense is not what it was last year. They're good against the run. They don't defend the pass that well. I mean West Virginia was throwing the ball all over them a couple of weeks ago, and Texas Tech is a far better passing offense than, than West Virginia was. I mean, they just beat West Virginia by like 35 points last week. So give me the Red Raiders here, Charlie. I think this is a pretty good Texas Tech team. They've already beaten Texas at home. I think Baylor's the next victim there inside AT&T Stadium in Lubbock. All right, that's a good one. Give us another one because you have way more than I, I do. I do, I do, I do. Okay, let's go. Um, what have I not done? I got a lot here. Let's go. Did Iowa... Let's go. Let's go, Big Ten. Let's go, Michigan State plus twenty three at Michigan. I know. I just, hold on. I want to. I just want to mention that yeah. we did all the SEC games first. Yeah. And then you started. You chose. I did. To start mm-hmm. with the Big Ten. Right. And you gave us two picks in the I Big did. Ten. I got off track. And then you jumped to the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. And you gave us three games. I missed this one, Charlotte. I. And now I, you want to go back to the Big Twelve. But does Big that? 10. But does that matter? I mean. So when I'm doing these bets, Charlie, I'm literally going down the lines on mybookie.ag. Right. And, I, and they're they're not grouped by conference. But this is why the notebook is helpful because I can like section it off. But why do you need? To, but why do you need to group them by conference? Why does I mean, that matter? It's just helpful for people to like you know map it in their brain and understand and comprehend. I think each game is like its own separate entity. Well, each their own. I will try. I will try to. Uh, so, you are the star of the podcast. So yeah. I will try to bow to your demands, Charlie. So yeah, nobody's asking you to bow. I, I will just, bow to your, your demands. Your organization. You have a lack of organization. No, I. I. That is not the case at all. Okay. I, I. I disagree. I go through mybookie.ag and I see what I like. I put it on there. Right, but let's just organize it by conference next time, maybe. That's a lot of extra work. I do four episodes a week. You think I got time for that? I, I do. I think you can. Okay, I'll give it's my best shot. Right, start the podcast. Maybe we Anything could create a grid for your picks, and you could do it like in a table, like each conference is a different box. 
No. If you want to make that grid for me, Charlie, by all means, all right, I right. will. I will grid it up. Go for ahead you. with your Michigan State. All right, Michigan, Michigan State plus twenty three at Michigan. I know this sounds kind of like crazy because Michigan's top five team in the country. Michigan State has not been good this year, but they did. That was another one. That's a big upset special I hit a couple weeks ago. Actually, I did not. I that was the one that I was mad. I, I beat myself over that. I bet on Michigan State outright to beat Wisconsin at home a couple weeks ago. I did not give that pick out on on this show because I wasn't like super confident in it. But I took a flyer on it, and hey, it paid out. Um, but I did to take them to cover that spread. They got back on track against Wisconsin a couple weeks ago. They're still not good, okay? Michigan State's still not good. I'm not trying to tell you Michigan State's good. They're not. But if you look at the history of this game, I'm usually not big on history of games. I usually like to focus more like, okay, these two teams this year, they're going to be playing on the field. But sometimes you can't, you just can't help but look at it. And there's only two times in the last 19 games between Michigan State and Michigan, that one team has beaten the other by more than 23 points. And yes, guys, there have been many a year where one team was significantly better, significantly higher ranked than the other team, and the expectations were they're going to beat them that badly, and they didn't. All right, it's just a weird rivalry like that. It's typically a pretty close game, no matter what those records are. I know it's an old cliche: throw the records out. You know, when you play, when these two teams play, you kind of have to to a degree. Now, what Mich- what Michigan State has struggled with all year is the same thing they struggled with all last year. Their pass defense is horrific. It's one of the worst in the in the entire country, not just the Big Ten, the entire country. Once again, but Michigan is not a dynamic passing offense. I think they have some good weapons at receiver, but JJ McCarthy has not really been that big time passer for them. He's a good player in the run game, but guys throw him barely 200 yards a game. Um, so I don't know if they're fully equipped to really challenge Michigan State where they are weak in the back end of their defense. I think Michigan State's going to be up for this game. Obviously, I know it's in it's in the big house, but I think Michigan State comes off the bye. I think they're going to be motivated. I think they got a little bit of momentum beating Wisconsin. I think they can keep it within three scores, Charlie. I don't think they're going to win, but I think they can keep this, you know, you know, a 14, 17 point game. So give me the Spartans going on the road plus 23. Okay, I am taking that as well. I'm so not, not fighting, fighting me on this. One. Not fighting you okay. on this one. I'm agreeing with you. Michigan State plus twenty three and a half at Michigan. Okay. Is it at Michigan or at Michigan? It's at, it's at Michigan. Michigan. It's big at, house. Yeah, big house. I got it right. Yeah, okay. Big house. Okay. Um, my turn again. Yeah. Do you have any more Big Ten? I plays? do. I do, Charlie. I will bow to your demands. Um, see, now I don't have space. Draw mm-hmm. arrows. I, okay. I'm gonna have to, but okay. like next time, if we stayed in the same conference, I just didn't know was that time. important to you, Charlie. Well, I, I just mean, care about making money. I don't care about it's organization. Nice to organize it and have like a sure, sure. You know. uh, Anyways, yep. continue with the Big Ten, and I will figure. Okay, this I'm out. taking another big dog here. Give me Rutgers plus 14 at Minnesota. Minnesota, I don't, here's the thing. I don't know if Tanner Morgan's going to play. He did not play last week at Penn State. There's a good chance, I'm trying to read between the lines here and some of the reports. There's a good chance it sounds like he's not going to play again this week. If he doesn't play, you've got a redshirt freshman who is a highly recruited guy. Calicomanis, I think is how you pronounce his name, his Greek name. Um, talented guy, but he's not ready right now. He'll be obviously have the home field behind him. He won't be facing 109 hostile, 109,000 hostile fans inside Beaver Stadium. But Rutgers is sneakily Pretty decent, guys. It's a weird team because they're awesome on defense. They're a top 10 defense nationally and scoring defense, total defense, all those numbers are really good on defense. Greg Shannon's got that defense playing well, but they're not good on offense. They have a very bad offense. There is that. But Minnesota can't score right now either. They've lost uh, their best receiver. Uh, Mo Ibrahim is one of the best running backs in the country, but if Tanner Morgan does not play, they are having, they're going to have a lot of trouble moving the ball through the air, and that plays right into Rutgers' hands. Rutgers is sixth nationally in rushing defense. I think this is a really good matchup for Rutgers. Again, I don't think that they're necessarily going to win this game, although I wouldn't shock me if they did, but I, I like this Rutgers defense, and this Minnesota offense is not really doing much of anything lately, so give me Rutgers plus 14 on the road in Minneapolis. 
All right, I have one other play in the Big Ten. How many more plays do you have total? Um, I think two. Two. Okay. Oh, wait, they're both in the Big Ten. No, they're not. Never mind. One's in the Big Ten. That is Illinois at Nebraska. Mm. Illinois has a top ten defense. Nebraska is Nebraska. They are Nebraska. Very Therefore, Nebraska. Therefore, I will be taking the under 51. I want to t- take Nebraska to cover this game. Maybe even to win as a as a flyer, but I don't know. I'm not putting on the I'm not putting on the podcast. I'm not, I'm not confident. If I don't want to tell people to go run and put money on that, and then it, it fall flat. But I might do it myself. Just putting that out there. Um, all right, so that's a good one, Charlie. I don't hate that one. Let's see. Let go back here. So I was on the Big Twelve, right? I did all the Big Twelve picks. I'm trying to. Did I? I did them all. Okay. So now let's go ACC. Sure. Let's go ACC. Okay. Let's go Miami. Miami minus two at Virginia. Yes, this is the Miami team that just lost by three plus touchdowns to Duke at home. Okay, yes, I know. Okay, I know because I won some money on that. So thank you, Miami, for losing that game. Uh, did you see how many turnovers Miami had in that game, Charlie? No. Eight. Uh. It's the most turnovers a single team has had in one game since 2009. Eight turnovers in one game. That's why they lost to Duke by 24 points. Hey, I love every second of that one. Miami's not going to turn the ball over eight times this game, Charlie. That's not going to happen. That, that's not something that's going to be replicated week to week, okay? Now, Tyler Van Dyke did go down with injury against Duke. So, we got Jake Garcia. Some of you might, might be familiar with that name. Played in California, transferred here to Georgia. Played at Grayson High School. He was a highly rated guy, right? Well, he is now taken over as their quarterback. We'll see how that goes. Miami is not good. I will readily admit that. I was wrong on them in the preseason. I thought they'd be better than they are. They are not good. But, while Miami is bad, Virginia is worse. I said this last week, I'll say it again. What has happened to this Virginia offense with Brendan Armstrong and all those receivers that they have is tragic. What Tony Elliott has done, coming in and just destroying what was the most fun offense in the country to watch, dismantling and making it just disgusting. Just a run-of-the-mill, terrible, ugly, nasty, awful offense that does not fit the personnel. It's tragic. He should be fired on that year one, I don't care, on principle alone. They cannot protect Brendan Armstrong at all. They have five new stars in the offensive line. They really haven't improved that much as the season's progressed. Miami is not good, but Miami can rush the passer. They're number two in the ACC in sacks. Not a good recipe for Virginia. I did win some money on Virginia last week. I had them, I had the under the in the Virginia Tech Thursday night game. And yeah, um, it went under. What was it, like 16-9 was the final score there? Ugly, ugly football. Virginia's not good. Miami's not good either, but the better than Virginia giving Miami minus two on the road in Charlottesville. Okay. I'm going to go another one here, yep, Charlie. Okay. Uh, another ACC pick here. Give me the Demon Deeks. The Demon Deeks minus three and a half, Wake Forest at Louisville. Yes, Malik Cunningham, I understand. I watched Louisville play. They've been decent this year. I just, they're not good. They're just, they're not a very good football team. They're fine. Lee Cunningham is really, really fun to watch. He's a great player. But that that program, I mean, Scott Satterfield is just like sitting on the edge of getting fired each and every game. It could swing either way. And Wake Forest is just a really well-coached football team. A lot of veterans. I love Sam Hartman there. Great receivers. Uh, could be a high-scoring game. I consider taking the over in this one. But I like the I like the side here. Give me Wake Forest minus three and a half at Louisville. All right. I have one play left. Okay, before we do that, one more break real quick. Sure. Alumni Hall. All right, guys. Alumni Hall. Our good friends, Charlie. It was it was chilly last week. It's not going to be chilly in Jacksonville this week, right? No. But when we come back home, the stress run here, 
Tennessee in November, Tech Thanksgiving, it's going to be chilly, right? They always have the latest styles. Always. And with all the fall apparels coming in, so you guys want to get in there now before it's out of stock. Because, you know, people love Alumni Hall. You got to get in there and get your size, get what you want before it's all gone. And once you make those purchases, you are going to get $10 towards future purchases for every $150 you spend with their Hall Pass Rewards program. It's a no-brainer, guys. When you're in the market for some Georgia gear, Georgia accessories, the place to go is Alumni Hall. It's a no-brainer, 100%, because that is where the Bulldogs shop. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right. Well, my last pick before we go to parlays and upset specials is Notre Dame at Syracuse. Man, Syracuse same came so close to beating Clemson. So close. They did, man. They blew it. Um, Second half was bad for them. Yeah. Notre Dame's not looking too great this year. No, they've been up and down. Yeah. More it's down. Roller more coaster, down than up. More but down more than down. Up. Yeah. I'm going to take Syracuse minus three in this one. You're taking Cuse. Yes. Who at home in the what new the form the artist formerly known as the Carrier Dome was the JWA Wireless Dome now? Something no like that. Whatever it is. But in, in the dome. In the dome. Okay. I don't mm, I don't know. I might come back to that one later, Charlie. I will stick in the ACC. Uh, wait, will I? No, I'm done with the ACC. I take that. I take that back. Let's go. Let's go. Um, you can do some G5 action. Sure. Let's do some G5 action, guys. All right. I'm gonna go Cincinnati plus one at UCF. Okay, guys. Cincinnati has not lost against the spread when the line is between minus three and plus three since 2019. Again, let me repeat that. Cincinnati has not lost against the spread. In a game where the line has been between minus three and plus three, such as this one is, since 2019. What does that tell me? That tells me that in games like that, the team, in my opinion, the team that is better coached, because when, when the lines are that close, what, what the bookies are telling you is that they think these teams are evenly matched from a talent standpoint, right? That's what they're telling you. And I don't think that's altogether wrong when you look at the rosters that Cincinnati and UCF have. So when you have these tight spreads like this, these short spreads, what I rely on more than anything is coaching. That's the difference, right? When the talent's relatively equal, coaching makes the difference more often than not. And I mean, Charlie... This is a coaching mismatch. Luke Fickle, Gus Malzahn, give me Luke Fickle all day long. I don't care that it's on the road in the balance house. Give me the Bearcats plus one on the road at UCF. I agree with that. I'm not adding it, but I agree with that. That's great. Add it. Yeah. No, it's okay. All right. All right. So you're out. I'm done. All right. Do I have, I have one more G5. I think I have two more. I'll run through these real quick. All right. One more G5 game. Um, BYU, ECU. 
BYU's defense is bad, guys. I can't I can't take a side here. I think BYU BYU should win this game at home. I think it's like a three, three and a half point spread. They should win. But that defense, after that Liberty showing, has scared the holy hell out of me. I cannot take a siren. I need to see them have a good performance before I jump back on BYU. I do, however, like the over 62. Holden Ellers, the quarterback at ECU, good veteran player. Put up some good put up some good performances throughout his career. Uh, they had a big win against UCF last week. BYU's defense can't stop anybody. It is so bad. So bad right now. I do like Jaron Hall. Puka Nakua is back at receiver. Fantastic receiver. They're going to score some points on this ECU defense. I think 62 is easy money, honestly, Charlie. I, I mean, hey, you can always be wrong. I like this. I mean, this, is probably a, a multi, this is a multi-unit bet for me. Over 62 BYU ECU. And finally, I got Stanford UCLA under 66 and a half. I think this this is too high, Charlie. Stanford? A Stanford game over 66 and a half? Oh, no, 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 no. I do not like that. This is an overreaction to last week when UCLA gave up 40, what, 45 points to Oregon in a high-scoring affair. UCLA can score. They're going to put some points on Stanford. I just don't think Stanford can do their part to push that total over 66 and a half. So give me the under in Stanford UCLA. All right, well, that takes us through picks. What's your upset special? I said mine earlier is Mizzou over South Carolina. I have hinted at these throughout the show today, but I'm just going to say them outright. I guess this is a fight. You had Syracuse minus three? Yes. Give me Notre Dame over Syracuse. Upset okay. special outright. Got it. I don't feel super confident in that, but these are upset specials. You never feel super confident in upset special, but I think there's a really good chances. Um, you know, Michael Mayer is is really good. Drew Pine's not great at quarterback, but I think the Notre Dame defense is good enough to slow down the Syracuse offense the way that Clemson was able to do in the second half last week. What Clemson did in that game, guys, is they took Sean Tucker, their, their running back, who was one of the best running backs in the country, they took him out of the game by basically what they were, like, because they run a bunch of like zone read type stuff where it's like the quarterback has the option to pull it. Well, Clemson was giving the quarterback pull reads. They were defending those runs in a way to give Clemson the pull, or to give Garrett Schrader the pull reads. They they would prefer Garrett Schrader run the football than Sean Tucker. He only had five carries that entire game against Clemson, Charlie. And that's because of the way that the Virginia offense is structured. Now, maybe they're going to adjust to that this week and try to get him more like direct carries and they're not going to call replays or say we're going to hand the ball to you. Maybe. But Notre Dame is going to try to do the same thing. And I think they're good enough to slow down the Syracuse offense enough to keep themselves in the game and see if the, if the Notre Dame offense can do their part. I don't know, but I'm going to take Notre Dame here as an upset special over Syracuse. And here's one that I'm just going to throw out there, guys. I, you know what? I'm going to throw it out there. This is, a, this, is a, this is a long shot. I understand this. But give me Rutgers over Minnesota. That's, they are a 14-point underdog on the road. Now, I will put the caveat out there. I'm not going to put money down on this until I get confirmation that Tanner Morgan is not playing. So watch it closely, guys. Watch those reports. The reports I've seen make it seem like he's probably not going to play. But watch it closely, maybe all the way up into the close to game time on Saturday. But if Tanner Morgan is not playing, if there's confirmation on that, hit that button, guys. I like Rutgers over Minnesota if Tanner Morgan is not playing. And if he does play, I might still like it. I might still just take a flyer on it regardless. So Rutgers over Minnesota, Notre Dame over Syracuse. All right, and last up, we have parlays. Yours is the parlay of destiny. Which, it has not been the parlay of destiny for right, a while. Right, exactly. Already. It was. That's, that's, it was. It was so for the season. That's the thing. I think, I think I was 3-0 and to start the season. Yeah, my parlay this week is Tennessee, TCU, and Syracuse. Sticking with three teams. Hopefully they Tennessee, all hit. Tennessee, TCU, Syracuse. Yes. I wanted to put Tennessee in mine. But you didn't. But I, don't, I didn't because I, I am not going to put myself in position after root for Tennessee this week. Not doing it. So I'm going to go Arkansas. I'm back in my hogs here. I think it's a great matchup for them against Auburn. Wake Forest against Louisville. 
and Boston College over Syracuse, all on the money line. That's going to pay out at plus 224. I, this is the week, Charlie. I'm feeling it this week. This is the week I get back on track, get back into my groove with my parlays, and then it's, it's, it's all uphill from here. If you say so. I mean, I'm, I'm going to will into existence, Charlie. That's what I'm going to do. Sounds great. All right, that's it? That's it. We got to go over our picks. All right, let's do it. All right, so on my card, I have Arkansas minus 3.5 at Auburn. Notre Dame at Syracuse, taking Syracuse minus 3. Taking the under 55 for Iowa State and Oklahoma. Taking the over 69 for TCU and West Virginia. I'm taking Penn State plus 15.5 at home against Ohio State. Um, taking the under, I got a lot of overs and unders this week. Uh, taking the under in Illinois at Nebraska. Is that at Nebraska? Did I write that? Is that Nebraska? Yeah, at Nebraska. Okay, and then I'm taking the under 37 and a half for Northwestern Iowa. That's going to be an ugly game. Um, I hope so. Then Michigan State plus 23 at Michigan. Then I have Kentucky, Tennessee over 63 and a half points. Need the points. Um, and then Ole Miss minus two at AM with upset special of Mizzou over South Carolina. And your parlay once again is oh, I just said it a minute ago, but UT TCU and Syracuse. There you go. Never heard of Syracuse. UT again. as Tennessee. As Tennessee. All right. I have Arkansas minus three and a half at Auburn. Give me Missouri, South Carolina under 47. Give me Kentucky, Tennessee under 63 and a half. We are fighting on that one, Charlie. Give me Ole Miss minus two at eight, and that's a multi-unit play for me there. Northwestern at Iowa under 37 and a half. Please, God, let that one be as ugly as every other Iowa game is. Give me Ohio State minus 15 and a half at Penn State. Michigan State, I'm also with you on this one, Charlie. Plus 23 at Michigan. I like them to keep that close. That's how that series usually plays out. Oklahoma minus one at Iowa State. Iowa State cannot win these games with short spreads. TCU, West Virginia, under 69. Texas Tech minus two and a half at Baylor. We like this Texas Tech Red Raider football team right now. Rutgers plus 14 at Minnesota. Miami minus two at Virginia. Wake Forest minus three and a half at Louisville. Cincy plus one at UCF. Love Luke Fickle in that spot. BYU ECU over 62. Stanford UCLA under 66 and a half. We both have quite a few point totals this week, Charlie. And then my upset specials, Notre Dame over Syracuse, Rutgers over Minnesota, taking two road dogs in those upset specials. In my parlay, it's going to happen this week, guys. It's got to some point. At some point, it's got to happen. Give me Arkansas, Wake, Boston College on the money line. And that pays out again, plus 224. But all right, Charlie. That's it. You feeling it this week, Charlie? Hope so. Let's go. Let's go. It's going to be a good week, guys. Again, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code UGA. Get a 100% bonus on that initial deposit. Use these picks, guys, and make yourself some cash. But thank you for being here. We appreciate you. I hope you all have a fantastic college ball weekend. Hopefully, it's a great weekend for us and the dogs win and we all feel great. But uh, whatever happens, as always, go dogs.